Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens, uh, welcome back. I'm still in the middle of the day of the doctor. It's taken me a month. Um, we're in April now. Hi, welcome to April. Uh, it's not April Fool's. This is actually how long this podcast takes. Um, anyway, the war doctor was about to press the big red button on the moment um, after having assessed uh, whether or not... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sand shoes and chinny, uh, or Dicky Bow as he called him, um, were you know kind of worthy uh, of being called the Doctor and all that kind of thing, like the Bros Tyler, Billy Piper, Bad Wolf um, operating system for the moment, the uh, Chat GPT, Bing AI, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> she's kind of sent him back in time. And uh, he's about to reach out for the button. He's about to press it. And then he thinks about children playing on Gallifrey, Gallifrey and children who seem to dress like um, women in their 60s. Uh, <laughs> you know, women, like there's a certain type of woman who loves a diaphanous uh, outfit and lots of dramatic scarves and just lots of layers and just flowing materials. Like that's how they're all dressed. They're all dressed like they're little kids, but they're dressed like uh, arts administrators. Um, anyway, that's just that's just how that style of dress looks to me. I don't want to malign any arts administrators. I think they're all doing wonderful work. Um, and I do love their very glamorous outfits, but, you know, they love just layers and layers and layers and, you know, it's just hanging everywhere and it just looks amazing. Um, and a dramatic scarf. Anyway, that's what that's what Delafraya children are dressed like. Um, so... He's thinking about the kids playing and the Bad Wolf Rose AI um, interface says, uh, you know that sound that the TARDIS makes? Like she's interrupting his reverie here. And she goes, you know, that wheezing, groaning sound. Oh, my God. My heart. Oh, my God. It just broke in half. The wheezing, groaning sound. That's how Terrence Dicks. 
describes the arrival of the TARDIS in all of his novels, um, which I think was how I cemented my love of Doctor Who. Like, watching it was one thing, but when I was a kid... You know, you could borrow the books from the library. So episodes that I'd never seen before, especially the Hartnell and Troughton ones, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all over this. This is amazing. Um, The books were so exciting and then, you know, you kind of raced through them. I still, you know, have trouble working out what a tunic is to this day, but everyone wore a tunic in Doctor Who in their books. Um, But, yeah, Terrence Dix always described the arrival of the TARDIS as a wheezing, groaning sound. Oh, This fills me with joy and emotions. Um, By the way, speaking of books, uh, I've recently done a book review over on the Patreon. Uh, You know, normally I do the big finish ones and I haven't because of my busted leg, um, (laughs) which is still going strong here on my... uh in the theory dome, skateboard uh, rehab therapy dome. Um, it's getting better all the time. I went down three steps this week. I know, going down steps is a big deal because that's how I broke it. Uh, I didn't break my leg. I tore the quad from my kneecap. It's a lot. Uh, anyway, um, so over on the Patreon, normally I do big finish stories, but because I haven't been listening to that many, Um but I have just read a Doctor Who book. Uh, so if you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard, you can hear me talking about uh, the book Last Man Running by Chris Boucher. I was very sad when Chris Boucher passed away. He's a, an amazing um, uh, scriptwriter. He worked on, he only worked on two Doctor Who stories, which was The Face of Evil and The Robots of Death, which introduced Leela. Um, Robots of Death is so amazing that it spawned like a huge... Uh, enormous amount of weird kind of spin-offs like there's big finish spin-offs there's like a whole other company that does these Caldor City spin-offs because that's the city that the robots of death come from um also Chris Boucher went on to be the script editor of Blake 7 uh which has some you know some delicious episodes this the dialogue is really sharp the character building is wonderful um so yeah i thought I, you know i was so sad about him passing away i thought i'm gonna go and read this doctor who book that i started reading once because i loved him so much that i bought the books um <laughs> that he wrote and then i kind of never really dug into them because i would you know get distracted uh anyway i read one and uh you can hear it on patreon.com forward slash adam richard if you're one of the middle or high tiers um whatever they're called. (laughs) I know what they're called. (laughs) It's just that there's, I get confused between there's theorizers, theorists, and theoreticians. So if you're a theorist or a theoretician, which is three and $6 tiers, you'll get the, um, the Chris Boucher one. But if you're a theorizer, which is a dollar a month, you'll only get the binge episodes. Anyway, we're watching Doctor Who. I'm distracting myself. So Bad Wolf Rose, the moment, uh, says the wheezing and groaning sound of the TARDIS. It brings hope to anyone who hears it. Um, Anyone, however lost they are, even you. Oh, this is a moment. And then he hears it. He hears the sound of TARDISes arriving. Two TARDISes. The 10th Doctor's TARDIS and the 11th Doctor's TARDIS turn up. It's very cute in this barn Um, because Clara told them he hadn't done it yet. He hadn't pressed the button. He hadn't, you know, activated the moment, the Galaxy Eater, um, with the intelligent AI. Um, uh, So... 
the 10th Doctor walks out and says, you know, the events here should be time-locked. Something's let us through. Um, at which point Rose, Bad Wolf at the moment, says, you clever boys. Uh, the War Doctor says, go back and be the Doctor I could never be. And the Doctors both say, you know, all those years pretending I... I couldn't exist, but you were the doctor when it wasn't possible to get it right. Oh, and they put their hands on his on the big button and they say what they do is done because there was no other way. Clara starts crying um, uh, and he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, you know, you told me about this, that this had happened, but I never imagined you being the one to do it, to wipe out your own people. Ooh. Um, and then we see children running in the war and... You know, Clara points out there's a warrior, there's a hero, and there's you. Um, and, you know, the 11th Doctor is like, I've, I've forgotten and what you want me to be. And he, she's like, you know, you have to do what you've always done. You have to be a doctor. Um, you know, the name you chose was a promise. And then all three of them kind of say the words like, never cruel or cowardly, never give up, never give in. And as they all say this, we see the children on Gallifrey kind of coming out of the ashes and the rubble. Like, they've survived the attack as opposed to being destroyed in it. Um, and the 10th Doctor asks the 11th, like, are you suggesting we change our own personal history? And he's like, we change history all the time. And he says, I'm suggesting something far worse. And I've had 400 years to think about it. And I've changed my mind. And he sonics the big red button to retract and the 10th Doctor says, there's a billion, billion Daleks up there. And the 11th says, yeah, but they don't know that there's three of us or they'd send reinforcements. And the War Doctor's like, oh, that is good. Um, and 10's getting it too. Uh, and the War Doctor says, bad wolf girl, I could kiss you. And she's like, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, the 10th Doctor tells Clara, if Gallifrey disappeared, the Daleks would kill each other with their own crossfire. Um, and they've tried, they were going to put Gallifrey to make it frozen in an instant of time, exactly like a painting. Um, next thing we see, Daleks firing on Gallifrey and a message comes in from the three doctors. It shows up on the desk as, you know, text, standing up text, <laughs> which says Gallifrey stands. Um, it's like a kind of weird hologram on their table. Uh, and so the three doctors are all flying their individual TARDISes into the atmosphere and they're going to freeze Gallifrey. And the Time Lords are like, you know what, the, the calculations to do that would take centuries. Like it's, you know... Like it just it's not it's not plausible and the 10th doctor goes, says oh don't worry i started a long time ago and next thing you hear is the voice of the first doctor william hartnell and you see him on the little screen and he's like this is the, the doctor calling the war council of gallifrey oh my god what is happening in this moment ah, i'm having an emotion um my <laughs> 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 detail take a rest um all right we'll continue this in the next episode when i'm sure there are many more emotions for me to have because there's a lot happening oh. <laughs>